Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. John, how are you today? Jim, it's good. I feel good, and it's good to be here with you. <laughs> good. I heard someone recently said, why do I call you mentor? And then I jokingly say, our good friend, mentor, and tormentor, John Opaluski. I, I, just to explain that, <laughs> a mentor asks you the type of questions I think that really help you kind of envision a future and dream bigger. A tormentor is one that asks you the hard questions and yeah. gets you to really think deeply about things like motive and uh, and the why yeah. behind the the what the mentor might try to get out of you. So today, in episode 46 here, we're going to be talking about taking care of your own yard. And I have the, the sneaky hunch that today is going to lean a little bit more towards the difficult question yeah. than just the, hey, envision a better, brighter tomorrow. Is that true? Yeah, this will be more tormentor, yeah. probably, <laughs> than mentor. <laughs> Did you hear that, Andy? That was for you. The tormentor. <laughs> Makes sense now. So so give us give us your thoughts on this. So Jim, uh, uh a few weekends ago, it was a memorial, not Memorial Day, it was Independence Day, actually. Yeah. And uh, we were spending uh, dinner with a small group of friends. And uh, the guys were kind of, it was kind of like a junior high dance. You know, the guys were on one <laughs> side of the uh, the, uh, the platform there where yeah. we were, the patio, and the girls were somewhere else. Uh, and over a, a meal of uh, pulled pork and ribs and beans and slaw, which was wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. I, have, uh, I have to go now. Yeah. <laughs> we, the guys started talking about their lawns, you know, their yeah. yards. And it, yeah. and I wondered, you know, man, am I really getting that old where that's kind of where we go <laughs> after uh, after uh, food? But, um, you know, I started thinking about yards and, and, and how easy it is to spot weeds in other people's yards. Yeah. Um, and how irritated I get sometimes <laughs> at the, the weeds in other people's yards. But I'm oblivious at times to the dandelions growing in my own sure. lawn. And, and I just think. It's such a human thing, don't you think, Jim? It that is. we tend to have this ability to notice other people's issues and be blind to our own. Yeah, my, my pastor in Arizona, Tommy Barnett, used to say we, we judge others by their actions and ourselves by our motives. Yeah. But that's kinda of, that's kinda of common. Like I see a weed in your yard. I, I know that I mean to fertilize soon, but I see it a weed in your yard, it's different. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I think I think um, it's easy to put the magnifying glass on other people's issues. Yeah. And give ourselves a pass, and, and and I think Jesus was in touch with that, right? He Certainly. Yeah. he he said uh, this. This is this is this passage here that I'm going to read is like really tough to read. Actually, it, it seems so harsh. You know, um, Jesus said, "Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank?" In your own eye. Now that would be enough, right? I mean, yeah. I would. I got the message, but Jesus, like the finishing blow here. Yeah. Here comes the you backhand. hypocrite. <laughs> you know, first take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're talking about here. And and what I'd like to do today is how does that impact us as leaders? How does right. how does this tendency crop up? Yeah. In in our lives as leaders, and what can we actually do to not go down that path? Awesome, yeah. And I think I think there's a temptation to, especially now, um, those mm. who have opened, those who haven't opened, would be a good example. Yeah. Those who insist on this safety protocol, those who don't. Which hashtag is the one that you're standing behind at the moment? Mm. There's a lot of, you know, and and I think if we're trying to win a debate by defeating 
uh, an opponent. There's a lot of that going on today. And, yeah. I, and I think if Jesus had a word for people today, it would probably be about tending your own yard. Yeah. You know, we can change the world if we remove, you know, the specks and the planks of our, out of our own eyes so we can see clearly to help others. And I think, I think we talk a lot. Leaders talk a lot, right? So yeah. the more I talk, the more tendency, the more temptation there is for me to, <laughs> to uh, be critical of others and yeah. blind to my own stuff. Yeah, I, I know it was the average man speaks 30,000 words a day with gusts up to 50,000, you know, that kind of, and there's a lot of words. And I, we had a meeting the other day, the Converge coaching staff, and I just kind of went off for a while. I said, so that was Jim's stream of consciousness. Yes, I remember I, that. I went off for five minutes straight <laughs> and stopped listening to anybody else because it was my stream of consciousness, not right. even realizing that I had been talking so much. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually fun. I enjoyed was that. Was it? <laughs> yes, it was. So give us some, some thoughts. How do we, how do we make sure the Danny lines in our yard are dealt with? So the first piece is to be teachable. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I, I prize that in other people, teachability. But sometimes I'm not always aware of my level of that in my own life. You, yeah. know, I, uh, you know, if nobody can speak into my life, if I need to be careful. If, and if the only people who are speaking into my life are, are blowing sunshine at me, yeah. I, I, I think I'm at risk yeah. of focusing on other people's yard while at the same time ignoring mine. Yeah. I'm not thinking that everybody should speak into my life, Jim. Yeah. Because I think I would have a mental breakdown if I let everybody speak into my Especially life. Especially with all the contradicting voices uh, of, of the day. Right, yeah. but I, I need a group yeah. of safe, competent, truth-telling friends yeah. uh, who aren't afraid of me, who aren't intimidated by right. me, right. who can just say, John, stop it or john knock it off or john i don't understand yeah where you're going with this yeah or or dad you're not emotionally intelligent you know that that, <laughs> that came out of our previous podcast hmm. you know i got yes. that one for my right. son like hey yeah. isn't that what you're saying is wrong is that the way that you're saying it mm-hmm. is it makes me not want to believe I, I hope that you're wrong because of the way you're saying it and just right. I, I think you're right and i i'd actually say this too that the people that teach us don't need to be 80 year old sages that come down from the mountainside um, sometimes the experts nowadays can be younger. Yes. They, they can be more in touch. I think as I get older, the more likely I am to be the guy in the balcony of the Muppets, you know, <laughs> looking for the other guy right. to, to, to look down and criticize and say, when I was your age, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So I think, I think being teachable, I, I think the number one thing is trust. Does this person love me mm-hmm. enough to tell me the truth? Versus That's good. Is this person more educated than I am? Or is this person more experienced than I am? I don't know that those are the valid questions. I think, I think it's a truth. And can I trust the truth coming through this person? Yeah. Do they have my best interests in mind? Right. They care about yeah. me. Yeah. A lot of information today is nothing more than an emotional product. Mm. It's, it's to it's to rile you up. It's to make you feel better. Yeah, it's that's, to make you feel true. right. So yeah, right. Finding that iron that can sharpen iron is a wonderful gift from God, and and taking advantage of that is is one of the most I think one of those critical things we can do as leaders is to make sure we have those resources, those flesh and blood resources active in our life, because without them, then I will we'll probably be more likely instead of leaders being flavor of the month repeaters, Yeah, you know, what's popular, what's clicky, what's, right. what doesn't get me in trouble. I've seen a lot of leaders recently just say nothing yeah. because it's too hard to, to take any side without getting beat up by both sides. Yep. You're right. So teachable. I got that. What else yep. we got? So here's the next one. And that's to be vulnerable. And uh, I mean that in a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, asking God, to show you what's really going on in your heart. Yeah. You know, there's the times where I just don't have a clue what's going on on the inside sure. of me. 
And I, I need to take the posture of King David. He In Psalm 139, he wrote these words, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah. And so I translate that this way, Lord, show me where I need to grow up. <laughs> And help me to be honest about that. The King John version. I That's like that. That's the King John version. It's going to sell millions. Yeah, I, can, I, think, I can feel it already. Yes. <laughs> I feel good about that. <laughs> it's only eight pages long. That's the nice part. It's very short. It says it all. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, I, I, let me ask you this question. You do a lot of coaching, talk to a lot of leaders, yeah. the majority of them being spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm. It, it is a little dangerous to be yes. vulnerable as a spiritual leader because in some ways you're admitting, I don't know how to get from where I am to where I should be. And that really, that's kind of our job. Right. The carpenter says, I don't know how to build that. You might lose faith in your carpenter. Correct. The pastor says, I don't know how to get there. You might lose faith in your pastor. So we're kind of probably one of the least likely people, maybe politicians more so, or salesmen more so, but uh, you know what? help us be vulnerable. What is mm-hmm. it that makes, is it that trusted person we talked about before that? Is it? Is it just a self-awareness. I think that's got. I think it has something to do with that. The the trust, uh, having people that you trust. But I I think I think it's more than that, Jim. I think it's an awareness that I don't know everything. In fact, there's more that I don't know than I do know. Sure. And and being willing to admit that. Yeah. Um, I might not admit that. Well, I guess I am admitting that publicly right now, aren't I? <laughs> I won't so, tell anybody, Jim. You're super all right, safe thank here. you, Jim. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but but let's put it in a leadership context. You know, you're the lead pastor of a church, or you're leading yeah. a business, and uh, admitting, I don't know, saying I don't know, or um, you you know more about this than I do. Yeah teach me, help me to understand that? Um, Or is there something in me that's just not, uh, that's rubbing you the wrong way? I was having a conversation. I can't even remember. I've had so many conversations in the last few weeks, Jim, um, with a a pastor who was saying, you know, I'm not sure my staff really gets me Hmm. or understands me. And um, I asked him, well, how, you know, how do you try to make that that work and make that happen gave me a really bad answer you know it's right. like pretty much i don't you know <laughs> yeah yeah and um and so why not he says because i'm afraid hmm. good for him you know to I, say that or her whoever yeah i was yeah, good for them impressed That's... that he was that forthright with yeah. me he says i'm afraid that if i if i show weakness um they're going to they're going to use that against me hmm. so i think that's one of the the yeah. reasons uh, leaders but the problem with that is that if I'm not open, I'm not vulnerable. If I'm not saying, you know, God, help me to understand what's going on inside of me, yeah. um, I'll tend to look, I'll tend to be more focused on what's wrong in other people and blind, yeah. again, blind yeah. to what's going on. Yeah. I'm not taking care of this my is, own yard. You know, being teachable is, is assembling knowledge. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable is... It's another level, isn't it's a, it? It is. And, and it's, to me, it's a, it's a scary level. You know what I mean? It is. In a marriage, I mean, where, where you trust your, your, your spouse more than anybody on the planet, being vulnerable is, yeah. is difficult. Your children, your, it's true. You know, your best friend. I mean, well, I think one of the reasons they are our best friends is because we're probably more vulnerable. You know, we enjoy them, certainly, but, and we have something in common or whatever, but that's, it's, what makes somebody intimate is that vulnerability. I, that's correct. I trusted you. I took off the fig leaf and you didn't walk away. Right. You know, that's, that's tough. Man. I, when I was a police officer in a previous life, kind of an unwritten law was if I'm not in control, then I'm in danger. Right. And, and maybe that's true at a traffic stop, but that's not true 
in, in a friendship or certainly in a pastoral relationship. Correct. We, we model, right? I mean, the most important sermons we'll ever preach will not be the words we speak. It'll be the life that we live. Yes. So, boy, you got to model that. That's, That's right. Not yeah. easy. Not yet. Tormentor. This is tormentor this stuff, is tor- remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, us a, give us another one. So here's the third one. This is tough for leaders, and that's to be slow to speak or opine, you know, yeah. on the condition of other people's yards. You know, before we tweet, type, text, or open our mouth, um, I think a good question to ask is, why Why do I feel the need to speak up about this? <laughs> I you really know? enjoyed J.P. Dorsey's time with oh, us. Oh, boy, that pod. If you haven't heard that, you need to go back. There's a yes. 43, 44, 45. I believe it was 44, 45, yeah. pods 44 and 45. Excellent. But really brought that home in, a, in an effective way. It, yeah. Yeah, if I'm not a part of the problem or I'm not a part of the solution, maybe it's okay not to be a part of the conversation. Right. Yeah. And before I say anything, he, he talked to us about five eyes, and, yeah. and the first one was, do I have anything interesting yeah, to say? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, those pods would be very good to listen to. You know, um, Paul says something to this effect. He says, you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself. I mean, this is, yeah. this is strong stuff. Yeah, strong mentor. Because you who pass judgment do the same things. And I've been thinking about that, Jim, and yeah. what is Paul saying there? I don't think he's saying we never pass judgment because we we make judgments every day. I made yeah. a whole bunch of judgments on my way driving here, yeah. you know, about when I should stop and when I should go and who yeah. I should pass and and all of that. Uh, so I think we make value judgments that are they're proper. But I think what Paul is talking about here is that we tend to lash out at others as a protective mechanism yes. that keeps us yeah. from having to look at our own shortcomings. Yeah, absolutely. If I can if I can belittle you, then you can't hurt me. Right. Your opinions are of none effect. I think that's why we try to win the debates instead of come to the truth. Right. Nowadays. Yeah. And and I think where it, it lands us is we we feel very good about uh, us saying something, and at the same time we're not doing anything about it. Yeah. You know. So let's uh, you know let's talk about social injustice for a minute. Now we're not go going to go deep into that, but just yeah. as an example, it's very easy to say other people are not doing enough to fight social injustice. Yeah. The question is, what are you doing about it? Right, actively what, doing. Yeah, now what are you saying? Right. right. What are you doing? Because talk, anybody can talk. Talk's sure. cheap. Action is much better. So yeah. before I give my opinion on what's going on in the world, I think I need to take a step back, look in the mirror, and say, what am I doing right now as a leader yeah. to create a better environment? Yeah. And if the answer is I'm not doing anything right now, then I think I need to close my mouth yeah. and do some things before I, I speak up. And I think that leads us to this to this last piece. Yeah. You know, if, uh, unless you got something you want to say to that one, Jim, that third one. No, I, I heard a phrase called slacktivist. Where I've never where, heard that. Yeah, it's, it, I just I just use my thumbs to complain, mm. but not my legs or my dollars or my prayers to move mountains. There you go. I, I'm an activist, but I don't really do anything. So yeah. it's yeah called a slacktivist, and maybe it's a slap in the face to people you're frustrated with. That's the way I've used it mostly. But I, yeah. but that but that you know, which probably is not removing the speck or the plank <laughs> from my own eye, but but I it is frustrating. I think Jesus says, "You hypocrites, you know, you you behave and you're acting like you're something." You're, you're talking, you're, you're on a stage and you put on a mask, yeah. but you're not really that when you step off that stage. And I think that's if we're not really living a life that leads to justice, that speaks louder than our, mm. our words on social media or in person, then I, yeah, I, would, I would caution us to back up and, right. and be the change in the world rather than talk about the change that's needed. That's exactly it. I think, I think, we, I think it, the danger there, Jim, is that we think we've actually done something when we speak yeah. 
and maybe we haven't really done anything. Um, yeah. It's more important to do yeah. well, well done. So, this is not original with me. I've heard this yeah. from somebody. Well done is better than well said. Yeah. And so I think that's what this third piece is for. Yeah. Wrap it up. What okay. else do you got here? Real quick is just to encourage you as a leader, if you're listening today, to take po- positive action steps. How do you take care of your own yard? You take, you, you take action. Yeah. So let's talk about COVID for a minute. If, if you are aware of people who have been negatively impacted by COVID, you know, instead of posting all kinds of things about COVID, why don't you go <laughs> and take them a meal or yeah. buy them some groceries or spend yeah. some time listening to them? We had a gal in our small group. Now, uh, she had been not attending our small group for several months, but she died uh, from COVID. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so, you know, what do you do? Yeah. You, you take her husband food. Yeah, you, uh, you you love on him. You call him. You encourage him. You pray for him. Yeah. I haven't posted anything about COVID. Right. But I'm influencing my sphere. I'm influencing yeah. my, my world. The world. You yeah. know, reach out to your friends whose skin color is different than yours. Yeah, love that. And if you, and I love that ahead, you Jim. said that. Not people of color or people not of color, just different. Yeah. Like, like we're all various shades of dirt. Let's not make it deeper than that. Right. Let's and, just love on people. And if you don't have any of those relationships, yeah. Um, you know, can I encourage you not to say anything publicly about uh, <laughs> racism or racial justice? If you don't have a friend yeah. that has skin color different than yours, work on that first. Yeah. So, but. I've done, again, I've been very quiet about it online and in social media, but I've reached out to our clients of color. I've reached out to our friends of color. Yeah. Uh, I'm, wh- I'm a white guy, and I've reached out to people who have a skin color different than me that are in my world. Yeah, right. And we're having interaction, and we're talking, yeah. and we're trying to understand each other. I think that's how this thing works. Right. That's how we take care of our own yard. I've had these conversations where I was teachable and vulnerable with people that had a skin color different than mine. I said, I, I'm going to back over your garbage cans because I have blind spots. Right. Every man does. So, so tell me before I run over your garbage cans where my blind spots are right. and teach me. And they've been extraordinarily gracious. I think yeah. it's endeared us. I think that vulnerability made us closer now, if you don't know by now, then I, you know, right. there was none of that. It was, exactly. thank you for saying that. And I promise you, I'll tell you when you're an idiot, you know. <laughs> so, Jim, really, that's it in a nutshell. I think, yeah. you know, if I could just give one punchline and then we can talk about what's coming in the next pod. It's this, that in a world that's increasing, increasingly obsessed with what's wrong in each other's yard, this is the bottom line. It takes zero character to criticize yeah. somebody else. It yeah. takes no skill. Yeah. to point out somebody else's weeds. Any underdeveloped human being can do that. Right. But it takes a mature person to look in the mirror first and to take care of their own yard right. first. So if you're listening, you're a leader today, I just want to challenge you. I want to torment you today <laughs> with this thought of before you speak up, take a long look in the mirror. Yeah. And, uh, and I think when you do speak up, It'll, it'll come out much better if you've done the mere work first. Got to be worth listening to. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Thanks, John. Yep. So give us, give us a taste of, of the next pod that's coming up, pod number 47. So pod 47 is entitled Holding On to Your Calling. And the reason I want us to work on that, Jim, is in the light of the last five months of unprecedented challenges, how do we stay yeah. at this leadership thing? How do, how do we 
yeah. keep at it. So we're going to wrap about that. Good. I've heard people say, I'm not sure that I'm called to ministry anymore. Like, yep. What changed? Did the Bible change? Did the Holy Spirit change? Did the, well, no, the dynamics changed. It's yep. like, well, let's, let's work on dynamics then. You so we'll it. do that next week. Well, on behalf of all of your listeners, John, thank you so much for your wisdom and the thoughtfulness, the word that goes into this. And we appreciate you. And as always, if we want to continue the conversation, how we go about doing that? Convergecoach.com. Uh, click on the Start a Conversation button. Right on. Until next time, God bless you, and we'll talk to you again soon, leading from Align. 